What is going on, everyone? Spencer here. I'm recording a podcast on my own again. Uh, This one is a little bit different than what you guys are going to be used to. I know there's a lot of things getting tossed around right now. We already had articles from Chris and Tapwater. Joel and I put out a podcast for Tapwater. Chris and Eli put a podcast out for Tapwater. JJ just dropped an article a couple weeks ago on uh, rankings in our Dynasty League. Um, And I'm here again. So um, before you say, wait, hold up. Too much fantasy football content. Uh, This podcast has nothing to do with our leagues. It has to do everything with fantasy football. So I'm not coming in here, going to bashing those teams like I normally do. Tell you so, tell you you're good, whatever you want to say. Uh, I'm just here to talk um, players I'm into and some mildly bold takes that increasingly get a little bit more wild. Um, these are just some things that I wanted to put together before the season started, just to kind of tell you guys where I'm at on some players, what I think, um, and kind of shake things up a little bit because I do think some of these takes are pretty bold. Um, others you probably won't be too confused on or be like, yeah, that's not too wild, but um, you never know. So I got about 11 or 12 here I'm going to run through. Uh, this podcast is probably going to be pretty quick um, just because I, I don't have too much to say other than um, these predictions. So I'm going to get right into it. Uh, like I said, I've kind of ranked them in least hot to hottest take um you know what's the least bold you, you know you'll hear these and probably like eh, yeah that's not that crazy um and definitely gonna get bolder and bolder as the list goes on so starting it off um i'm just gonna start with this one because i posted it today in the chat and i personally thought it was like kind of bold um but no one seemed to um disagree with me too much other than a couple of guys um and that is uh, Antonio Brown will outscore Brandon Ayuk. Um, so I don't have that much to say on this one. You guys know I love Antonio Brown uh, probably more than I should. So I, there's not too much to say. Everyone knows um, enough about this. I even posted it today, kind of just uh, foreshadowing the podcast that I was doing. Since I already kind of had this list put together, or I was working on it at least um, after that podcast with Joel. So that's my first take. Antonio Brown will outscore Brandon Ayuk. Um, personally, I think Antonio Brown's going to have a great season, and the receiving options for the 49ers are just not going to be as good as everyone hopes for um, due to the awkward combination of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo that we're probably going to see this season, um, along with the extremely potent running game that the 49ers have, um, which has carried them to a Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't get it done that in the defense, um, but it's been apparent that the quarterback position uh, has been lackluster the past few years. So this is my first take. Not too crazy. I could tell by the chat today. Second one, uh, another Niner. I love the Niners, boys, for fantasy. Uh, Trey Sermon is going to outscore both Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis. So I don't think that one's too spicy. Sermon's getting drafted a couple rounds behind both Davis and Gaskin. Uh, I don't think everyone believes in Mike Davis as much as they should. JJ taking him in our uh, redraft in tap water. He, he didn't want to do it, but he knew he had to. Um, likewise, uh, Garrett, he loves the QB1, or excuse me, the RB1, uh, Mike Davis. I will look, but you know deep down he's a little bit scared on that one. 
So this isn't too crazy. Um, both Gaskin and Davis are being drafted before Sermon by quite a few rounds. Uh, so that's why I thought this was a pretty, um, you know, somewhat bold to say, just because why would you draft someone earlier when you get someone who's going to have to fund them late? But uh, this is where I stand. Joel, you got Sermon. He's a great player. Um, and I like him this year. I think he's going to outscore Gaskin and Davis. So a little bit bold. Third one coming in is... Uh, Javante Williams, another rookie, he's, he's going to be a top 10 running back on the back half of the season. You know, I got to cover my boundaries here. I got to make these these uh, hot takes somewhat, you know, doable. Obviously, Melvin Gordon is there. Chris absolutely believes in him. Um, he thinks he's a great running back. We heard it from him on his previous podcast that he just posted yesterday. Uh, Eli called him a little bit crazy, I think. Um, and I don't have to disagree with him on that stance because Javante Williams was drafted uh, very early in the NFL. He's going to get take over that backfield eventually, and my prediction is back end of the season, it's his backfield, and once it's his time to shine, he's going to be a top 10 running back um, during that time. So look out for Javante Williams just absolutely being a dog on the back half of the fantasy football year. Um, especially down the stretch into the playoffs. Next one, Amari Cooper. Top eight fantasy wide receiver this year. He's going to make the top eight. He's going to crack it. He is being drafted after CeeDee Lamb. The hype is so real for CeeDee. He had such a great year last year. It's just wild. I don't know why um, people are just forgetting about Amari Cooper uh, in redraft, I get in Dynasty. I would take CD over Amari Cooper in Dynasty. I chose to do so by trading Amari Cooper myself. But in redraft, he's still the alpha there. I know it, it sounds weird to say, but Amari Cooper is alpha, alpha there. And he's being drafted as if he's not. So he, he still finished last year as the wide receiver 15 without Dak Prescott. Uh, this year, he gets Dak back. Uh, he's going to be much healthier, Dak will be, so he's not going to have to be dealing with um, the injuries um, that he did previously, having to deal with Andy Dalton and such. That, that statement probably sounds a little bit funny there, but whatever. Uh, and then CD's breaking out, so it's, all it's going to do is just uh, make defenses respect multiple wide receivers more. Uh, Dak Prescott, I personally think, is a great, very cute quarterback. He can sling the ball. Um, and he's going to give it to his best guy the most, and that's Amari Cooper. So uh, I am saying Amari Cooper is a top eight fantasy wide receiver. Dallas Goddard. Chris, JJ, I'm sorry to say this, but he finishes outside the top 12 at tight end. I know, I know, you guys are probably raging mad at me, uh, but... I got to do it. I just don't see a way that he has a um, truly fantasy relevant season with Zach Ertz there. They're splitting time in that offense. Uh, On top of that, you have a quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who I wouldn't say is a, um, you know, he's he's elite quarterback at this point. He's going to run the ball with his legs. Great for fantasy points if you have him. Uh, He's young. Um, He's definitely going to sling it. Um, But the thing is, the more experienced you are as a quarterback, that typically leads to more receptions for the tight end. Uh, the new black, new guys, quarterback-wise, just rookies, second, third-year guys, they just don't utilize that position as well. Um, I know there's been a lot of hype around 
uh, the you know both tight ends and Ertz and Goddard this uh, off season. And I just have to say, Goddard is going to finish out the top outside of the top twelve at the tight end position, regardless of all the hype. Uh, I just it just seems logical to me given um, the situation that he's timesharing in the quarterback or at the tight end position and the quarterback that is throwing him the ball. I don't see him utilizing the tight end too much, if even throwing that many touchdown passes this year um, and completion. Because personally, I don't know if I believe in Zach Ertz that much, uh, nor do I truly, or excuse me, Jalen Hurts that much, nor do I believe in the coaching staff of the Eagles that much either. Um, it just, the Eagles just are going to be dumpster fire this year, I think. Um, sorry, Chris. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't like the Eagles. Um, so moving on, uh, bouncing now to my boy Eli, one of his sleepers, Jacoby Myers. I love the guy. I'm saying he finishes the season as a top 30 wide receiver. Uh, top 30 doesn't sound like that much, I know. Um, but when you really dig into who the elite uh, wide receivers are, you'll be surprised. Top 30 is uh, pretty high up on that list. Um, in our draft, I think around... Uh, probably around like the fourth round, end of the fourth, we probably were getting close to the 25-30 mark on wide receiver. So um, that's pretty high praise, I have to say, um, for Jacoby Myers. Um, definitely a sleeper. Eli drafted him late. I love the guy. I wish I could have got him, but uh, he snatched him up. So Jacoby Myers, top 30 wide receiver this year. Next one, Carlos Hyde is the downfall. Of James Robinson. Uh, Chris just recorded a podcast with Eli where they he, he brought up the point that James Robinson is elite. He was the number six running back last year. Nothing changed. Um, I'm sorry to say this, but a lot of things have changed. I know ETN is out, um, but I don't think that uh, matters that much in terms of uh, James Robinson becoming that bell cow you expect him to be. Obviously, the coaching staff over there is different. Um, that is a huge change from last year. The offense has changed completely. You have a quarterback who's capable in Trevor Lawrence. Um, you now have an entire new coaching staff. So schemes have changed. Uh, strategy has changed. Everything has changed. Um, they obviously did not believe in uh, uh, excuse James Robinson um, if they drafted Travis Etienne. Um, Travis Etienne goes down. Um, Elevating James Robinson once again to this position, uh, but they have Carlos Hyde on that roster. So I'm not saying James Robinson isn't going to be good this year. That's not what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying Carlos Hyde is going to be very pesky, probably way more pesky than you expect him to be. Um, and James Robinson is not going to return value on an ADP um, due to that. You're going to see Hyde um, snaking. Uh, touchdowns on the goal line um, they're going to want to put the ball in their best player's hands to score touchdowns and that's Trevor Lawrence um, I see no reason why James Robinson is going to be seeing that like 96% of every run uh, ran this year as he was last year um, they're going to be um, playing behind probably a lot of the year they're not the best team and instead of running the ball since they sucked last year they're going to be throwing it um, so I just I don't see James Robinson being as good as everyone thinks he is this year, and um, Carlos Hyde is going to be way more fantasy relevant than anyone expects, um, and pesky, resulting in James Robinson downfall. 
another one along the same lines coming in hot here is Giovanni Bernard. He is extremely pesky on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running game. Um, both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, I think, are going to regress um, and be uh, even less as useful as you expected them to be this season as well, due to Giovanni Bernard. Uh, it's apparent that Tom Brady loves his James White-esque uh, player in the offense. They went out, signed Giovanni Bernard. I think he's going to be that guy. He's going to steal targets from um, Gio and Fournette. Um, last year they struggled with it, um, and Giovanni Bernard is going to pick up the slack. Therefore, Jones and Fournette are going to split time even more as they're going to run a three running back um, system, a true RB by committee. Um, so, Ronald Jones is really the biggest loser here. Fournette was drafted late already. I don't think that's big of a deal. Um, and Giovanni Bernard, I think, went undrafted. So, um, that is my take. Fournette and Jones regress as Giovanni becomes more fantasy relevant and a pesk, much like Carlos Hyde. Next one up, another 49er take. I just love the uh, I love the fantasy um, outlook this year for the Niners. It's just it's so interesting all the narratives for it. Um, Trey Lance, when he is the only starter this year, um, none of this. He played a couple snaps. He played half the game. Whatever they're talking about, none of this. When he is the true starter this season. He will be top five at the position in points per game. Wild, I know. They're getting a little hotter. Uh, but that's my take. Um, I think Trevor or Trey Lance is going to dominate uh, once he gets his time to shine for fantasy, just because of how much he is going to use his legs um, and rush, rush, rush the ball for touchdowns, rush the ball for yards, and then also um, throw touchdown passes and for the receiving game. Uh, it's no, no, you know, everyone knows the 49ers have an absolutely potent run game. Uh, I think adding Trey Lance to that. Uh, isn't just by accident. They want a dual threat quarterback who's going to be able to add to the run game, much like the running backs do. So um, once he gets his time to shine and he's as a starter, I'm saying top five in points per game at the quarterback position. Gold. Next one up, another quarterback here, Trevor Lawrence. This one's pretty, you know, cut and dry. Trevor Lawrence breaks uh, Herbert's rookie touchdown record. Um, don't think this one's as bold as the previous one, um, but. He, I, you know, I still think it's pretty bold as people are kind of sleeping on him. Uh, he gets an extra game. He actually gets a couple extra games because Herbert didn't start the first game. Uh, and then there's an extra regular season game this year in the NFL. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Like I said earlier, going to be throwing the ball a lot. And I think the 28 yard, or excuse me, the 28 touchdowns per season that is the current rookie record for. Uh, Justin set by Justin Herbert is going to be broken by Trevor Lawrence this year. Next one up is another uh, tight end take. The tight end breakout this year that no one's talking about, or you might have heard whispers, is Donald Parham Jr. Uh, he is a tight end uh, that is behind Jared Cook on the LA Chargers. I think he is going to be the uh, tight end that was kind of the Logan Thomas-esque last year. Kind of just uh, takes a little bit to break out, but once he does, he really shines. Um, I think he's going to uh, pass Jared Cook up, and he's just going to kind of be that late-round guy. So I'm kind of just 
put my claim out there. Donald Parham is someone you want to be looking at for the tight end position. I have Travis Kelsey in redraft. Dynasty already owned this guy. Um, so go get him. Whoever wants to believe in me, pick him up. You're going to sit on him for quite a while. Uh, if you can afford it, I think he's going to be the breakout tight end this year. Um, I really like the guy. All right. Two left. Here comes pretty hot ones, I think. Uh, my first one is Deontay Johnson. Um, last season, Devontae Adams, monster year, all right? Uh, I'm not saying that uh, Deontay Johnson even comes close to that, all right? Um, but what I am saying is he has more receptions this season as Devontae Adams did last season. He's not going to have the uh, touchdown count. Um, that's really what uh, made Adams had such a historic season. Um, but I am saying he catches more receptions than Devontae Adams did last year. Um, that number is 115. Um, so I'm saying Deontay Johnson uh, catches 116 or more receptions this season. Uh, hot. Very hot, I think. Um, but I'm sticking to it. I like the guy. I think he can do it. He is a great wide receiver, and um, he's going to catch more passes this year than Devontae Adams did last year. <laughs> I can already uh, hear some of you guys being like, Spencer, you're wild. You're be wild, man. Uh, I know. It's a bold take. I'm just fact-checking the 115 um, receptions. Yep, 115 from last season. All right, moving on to my last one. Uh, another bold one, uh, Clyde Edwards-Elaire. He finishes the top running back, okay, nothing crazy yet, um, having a better season than Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, Nick Chubb, and the big one, Derrick Henry. I love Clyde this year. I think that he is going to surprise some people. I really do. I think that um, the take that he's going to outperform Antonio Gibson is hot. Jonathan Taylor is hot. Nick Chubb is hot. And Derrick Henry is extremely hot. Uh, I just think um, so many things are going right for him. Second year in the offense. Uh, plus, we he gets to spend more time learning because there's not so much COVID crap going on. Plus, offensive line, absolutely got so much better for the guy because their entire goal of the season was protecting Patrick Holmes as you saw him get just munched in the Super Bowl plus um, there's so many things I think are gonna just change uh, and I think you're gonna see Clyde get into the end zone a lot more um, this season um, outpacing John Ta- Jonathan Taylor and Tony Gibson Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry um, I'm on the Clyde train uh, I love the guy and that is my final hot take. Uh, Light me up in the comments, boys. These are hot. They're bold. I don't think any of them are like, like just stupid, crazy. Um, but let me know if you do. We'll see how many I get right. I've recorded a podcast. This might age poorly, but um, I said it. And uh, you guys can roast me if some of these gulping flames but like i said they're hot they're bold so i don't think they're all gonna hit um i just use what i think uh big spence here signing off hope you enjoyed this one